0: I love Nathaniel in this gospel passage. He was snarky way before it was cool to have such an attitude. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? He quips to Philip. And he had a point. uh, Nazareth was Nowheresville in the far north of Israel, with a population of 480 in the time of Jesus. It was not the kind of place you'd set an origin story for a superhero like the Messiah. But Philip urges him anyway, come and see. So Nathanael throws up his hands and says, whatever, as he follows Philip to meet Jesus. And then, before Nathanael can arrive and start in with the sarcasm, Jesus announces, here comes an Israelite without deceit, without guile, a total sweetheart. This really must have irritated Nathanael, invested as he was in his cynical persona. Where'd you get to know me, he retorts. I saw you under the fig tree before Philip ever told you about me. And in that instant, something snaps in Nathaniel. His cool facade cracks when he suddenly realizes he has been seen to his very core. And like many a snarky character since, when Nathaniel's vulnerability and sweetness are exposed, He kind of makes a fool of himself. You're the son of God. You're the king of Israel, he shouts, out of all proportion with what Jesus said. Jesus must have chuckled to himself as he said, I saw you under the fig tree and this is your response? Well, brace yourself, buddy. You ain't seen nothing yet. Frankie and Ronald were the first Ugandan refugees to arrive at St. Luke's Long Beach in 2015. Fleeing their home country after the so-called kill the gays law was passed, causing them to fear for their lives, they arrived in Kenya and lived in a refugee camp for a few years, part of that time having to hide out in the forest when militias arrived to shoot and torture gay and lesbian asylum seekers. They arrived, and then soon Ruth, Grace, and Doreen showed up in Long Beach, and we helped them settle into their new lives as well. By the time I left St. Luke's South last year, we had helped to resettle 12 LGBT adults, and Grace had a baby while she was here. It was a rocky start for all of them as they struggled with the basics of American culture, the simplest things like locking doors, Remembering their keys, showing up to all their hearings on time, remembering bus passes. But with the exception of two who suffered from a form of post-traumatic stress, the others found jobs as security guards, dishwashers, laundromat attendants, and one went to nursing school. Some worked two full-time jobs in their hunger for stability and security. Their work ethic was lauded by their managers who were happy to help when new folks arrived. But as much as we helped them with all kinds of needs, they helped one another even more, becoming a tight-knit family that soon began pressing us to help resettle more of their friends who were still stuck in the camps in Kenya. Can anything good come out of Africa, out of Haiti, out of El Salvador, Our president doesn't think so, using an expletive last week to smear entire countries and a continent with his bigotry. But he is wrong. As much as they have been mistreated by corrupt governments and threatened by endemic violence, most of the immigrants from these countries have come to work hard at the second chance in life offered by the United States. The gay and lesbian Ugandans I have met are shy, sweet, generous, grateful, and extremely motivated. And although they are wary of Christianity because it was the source of the hateful laws enacted against them, they nevertheless practice the compassion and concern for others that Christ showed. One young man arrived late to work after stopping to assist an elderly woman who was having heart trouble at a street corner. Happily, his boss commended him and did not fire him. And even in the face of new prejudice in this country, some of the guys have been stopped numerous times by police while heading out to their next job. They exhibit a remarkable resilience and love for America. Can anything good come out of Los Gatos? We all carry a little bit of Nathaniel in us, I think. At our core, each of us is remarkably vulnerable. We carry around a longing to be loved and to be regarded as precious. But all too often we are disappointed, so we build up a facade to protect ourselves from being hurt. When I read the St. Luke's Parish profile last year, I saw some of these things in you. The yearning to be loved and reassured. The desire to be shepherded into new life and growth. Mingled with a bit of fear that you were dying. Your vulnerability and your honesty are part of what called me to you. As a parish, you've sometimes felt more like a person to me. Kind, generous, and eager to live out your faith beyond the church walls. You long to be loved and encouraged into a deeper faith and a fuller joy. You hope to ignite your passion and discover your gifts in the safe space of this community you so love but you have felt a little bit lost as to how to make all of this happen. Well, Christ has called us to follow him, just like Nathaniel. And at the beginning of this new year of possibilities, I am grateful to be journeying alongside you. It is my deepest intention to help you manifest your best self because that's exactly how St. Luke's is going to move forward. Each of us discovering how the unique shape of our soul completes the puzzle of this community. As we contribute our gifts to life at St. Luke's, the vision of who we will become will grow clearer. So even as we pray and learn and grow together, we'll need to take some risks together. Like Nathaniel, Jesus calls each of us out of our protective shells and invites us to come and see the possibility of new life. In the spring, for example, I fully intend to set up a table outside our doors with a sign that says, ask the priest, and to hand out my card and invite people to our church, like Lucy did in Peanuts when the doctor was in. For you, risk might involve something as small as greeting a visiting stranger at our church door. If we are living our faith as God requires, then I guarantee there will come a day when you will have to gulp down some anxiety or discomfort and try something hard or scary or inconvenient. That's all right. Remember that God loves you. Right now, always, unconditionally. Let that love be a net to catch you if you fall, if you're scared, if your schedules have to change. The strands of that net that catches you are the entwined hearts and affections of your St. Luke's community. Knit tight, we are made stronger every time we catch one of our own. Fifteen years ago, I was a snarky guy just like Nathaniel. And Jesus' call came to me, I am sorry to report, by way of a lame pun I heard during a terrible sermon. (laughs) The priest said, there are two kinds of people who go to church, pillars and caterpillars. Which one are you? Will you be a pillar, helping to hold this place up as a community of worship, fellowship, and outreach to others? Or will you be a caterpillar, crawling through those doors every Sunday and then crawling back out again, never participating in the life of the church? I am still embarrassed to admit that I fell for it. A tiny voice in my head squeaked out, I don't want to be a caterpillar. And the rest, as they say, is history. May the pillars of St. Luke's grow in strength and number. May the caterpillars crawl over to the nearest sign-up sheet and commit to enlivening their faith in community. I look forward to the challenges and opportunities for growth we will share in the years ahead. Can anything good come out of Los Gatos? Wait and see. Amen. Amen.